Are you ready? Uh, is this thing on? Yes, it is. All it's, right. it's recording. It's rock and roll. Hi, Graham. Hello. We always have to say hello to you. Because you're the best. You're so cute. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lucky Griffin Podcast. My name is Quincy, and I'm here with my best friend, Mackenzie. Welcome in. Well, nice to, to hear you. Are you here us? Well, thanks for being here, thanks. wherever you're from. Yeah. Wherever you're tuning in from, we Commute, appreciate it. laundry, cooking, showering. Why are you listening to us in the shower? Uh, hey, I listen to podcasts in the shower. I like put my phone in a little Ziploc bag because I can't find the charger to my Bluetooth speaker, <laughs> nor did it really perform that well. So I just like put it in a little Ziploc and like I face the speaker into the corner and man those acoustics fascinating mm-hmm. that's that's rather interesting mm-hmm. interesting the more you know mm. well welcome <laughs> and thank you for being here we hope you guys are doing wonderfully well this is a truly random episode you can hear the tone of it already very sorry. akin to an old episode we did where Mackenzie sent me a bunch of questions and basically was like is a hot dog a sandwich oh and yeah if you'd love to listen to that that is available and our our debates is what it kind of was insane ramblings maybe yeah. more apt uh is there but for this one i'm gonna shoot Mackenzie with a bunch of did you knows mm. random things random postulations and uh you wtf fun facts <laughs> as as they are called on the internet now preface disclaimer all that other good stuff i don't know if this is true some of these we're not signing our sources we're not check- absolutely not my checking. sources right now is pinterest so there will be no mla format <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if these are true either but you know it's fun hey misinformation <laughs> Wonders of the internet. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Um, did you know, yes. Mackenzie, mm-hmm. that months that begin with a Sunday will have a Friday the 13th? The weeks, the months that begin with a Sunday. Any month that starts with us on a Sunday, the first is a Sunday, will always have a Friday the 13th. That's interesting. Yep. You know what gets me? Hmm. Is the whole Julius Caesar Augustus change in our calendar? Mm-hmm. It... it, it why don't, we have a, why don't we have a Quincy Ember? Well, I want a Quincy I. It's because like the, the prefixes of some of the words don't line up with the numbers anymore, like sep, oct, des, and yeah. so on. <sighs> Freaking Julius Caesar. No wonder he got stabbed. Multiple times. <laughs> this is what you did to my timeline. Ja, 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 ja. <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> what do you mean too soon? This is like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Too soon. Uh, this is an interesting random fact. Did you know that the, quote, seductive nature of the green M&M mm. in advertisements oh, those, is a, those white knee-high boots? Mm-hmm, is a reference to an urban legend during the 1970s that the green M&Ms were specifically aphrodisiacs. Because of green dye? I don't know. Question mark? I actually genuinely don't know but i it's really funny now knowing that she comes like the character and the m&m was introduced in the 70s because of her boots oh interesting those are like full-on 70s boots that makes sense Go-go i can boots, see that almost. yep absolutely didn't they change them to tennis shoes i have no idea <sighs> i think they did i thought that was the, perp- I, uh, Bring the purple her one. Boots the blue back. and the orange ones uh, the orange one was my favorite because he was like always the scary one but i will say because i like the pretzel m&ms the best I haven't had M&M's in a long time. I do remember the pretzel ones. I remember the like weird coffee nut ones that they came out with like oh, in yeah. 2018 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't tasted some of the other iterations, but yeah, man, pretzels. Yep. I hate peanut M&M's. My dad loves them. My, my grandpa loved peanut Ugh. M&M's. That was like his favorite thing. And it just, they were just kind of weird for me. Well, I don't like, I don't like nuts in general. I, I don't like peanuts. I don't like almonds. I don't like, mm-hmm. I just don't like it. Now, here is a trope that I feel like is in a lot of media um, and in just like a lot of different types of, I guess, fan theories about certain IPs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously there's even a whole anime show based around this concept and actually multiples of like the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's a very overused trope, but it's a very much a trope that I, I like. I don't want to say like it's I dislike it. If you didn't hear about my I was staring at him in open mouth, uh, <laughs> scandalized and affronted. I think it's very I don't know what's the word. It's like it's like a very popular urban like I don't even say legend, but like culture phenomena association. Um 
the reason being is that there are theories that all the characters in SpongeBob represent the seven deadly sins. Oh, all the characters funny. in um, Winnie the Pooh represent, like, you know, oh, different mental that. health or yeah. seven deadly sins. Yeah. And also, Wiggly Wonka, every character in that represents the seven deadly sins. Oh, I've never sin. heard that. Really? Oh, gluttony. You can see it very, it's very easy to see <gasps> Sloth, that. Sloth, Mike TV. Oh, yep. dude, I get it. So, okay. like, Augustus Gloop is gluttony, Veruca Salt is greed. Violet Beauregard is pride. Mike TV is sloth. Grandpa Joe, in a way, this might be a stretch, but he's envy. Um, Charlie is lust. And Willy Wonka himself is wrath. Huh. I agree with some of those. I agree with some of those. Uh, And it's just, I don't know, an interesting kind of like correlation how I guess when writers create characters, they often put them in certain, I guess, roles to fill. And it often fills one of those seven deadly sins. Okay, dear listener, this is, um, you are learning a lot right now. You feel special about this because I have <laughs> never, I haven't talked about this yet. But I am self-publishing a book uh, in the summertime next year. I did, we have talked about this. But what I have not said is um, I created my, there's seven characters. Um, I created each of them off of one of the seven deadly sins, but not in a way of like, oh, this person literally is lust, literally is this. It was just an interesting way for me to use something as a foundation to build these characters based on motivation. Because mm-hmm. those certain things can motivate a lot of different situations. I can't tell you too much yep. because of the book. But it's not like I made this the huge overarching theme of the book. You probably wouldn't <laughs> even know it. Um, there is like one slight comment that I do make in the book just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just a foothold for me as I was trying to design these characters and especially trying to design so many characters mm-hmm. that would all be interacting. Yep. Um, and for the sequel, cause it's supposed to be a duology that I haven't been able to write just yet because of these stupid stroke like episodes. Um, but there are four new characters that are going to be in it that I modeled off of the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as just like, kind of structure for characters sure. I think, which i think is it's really interesting because you can do it like their personality you can do physical traits yep. you can do so on and so on it's mm-hmm. just it's kind of interesting the way that authors create characters especially mm-hmm. coming from someone like me who has written six seven books now you have to make like you have to design so many people and so many voices and personalities that you have to make sure that they're different and identifiable. Yes. So but it's hard. It all comes people. back down to like, I guess, human nature yeah. or like tendencies. Yeah. So that's why I find it so interesting that the the idea of seven deadly sins is used quite often in media uh, or character or storytelling just because when you have a group of individuals that all need to have different motivations and unique kind of perspectives that it's very – it's. It falls super nicely into one of the seven. This might be a dumb question, Mm -hmm. but where did that come from? Because I know the Four Horsemen is like revelations, but I don't remember like Seven Deadly Sins in the Christian Bible. Uh, It's Seven Deadly Sins. I feel like, oh gosh, I do not want to misinformation, but I thought it was Catholic. Catholicism. That's what I was thinking too. Because there's also the Seven Heavenly Virtues that That coincide that. Um, which are, I guess, I think... How many fruits were... of the Spirit are there? Again, dumb question. Love, joy, peace, Is there seven? patience, kindness, goodness, <laughs> faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I think eight, seven or eight. I don't think I've ever seen you count on your fingers. I am missing five. <laughs> I work with what I got. <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Laugh with in pain. Oh, that hurt my stomach. <laughs> oh gosh, I uh, I had a stroke like episode um, Sunday the I don't know twenty eighth or something like that of August, and I tore my stomach muscle something up in there up in my sternum. I had two episodes in a row, which was new, but uh, yeah, now I'm paying for it. Yeah, I'm so you sorry. can't laugh at me anymore. That, I, it was. <laughs> just something i noticed in our many years of friendship wow (laughs) but i just feel like that's interesting though back on topic subject of how the seven deadly sins are used quite often as character motivations Mm. um Mm. 
another one. This was interesting again. This is all from the internet. Mm-hmm. Truth or not. Take it with a grain of salt. All of this. Um, uh, did you know you yes. can tell from the statue of a mounted horseman how the rider died? If all four of the horse's feet are on the ground, he died of natural causes. If one foot is raised, it means he died from wounds suffered in battle. If two legs are raised in action, it means he died in action. The horse or the person? The, the rider? Horse. The horse. Yeah, the oh. rider. So if the... The horse's position is... Determines... The sh- rider's The rider's fate. fate. Okay. I can't think of too many statues of men on horses besides like... I don't know. Like Maybe I'm thinking War, Night Museum, like, like that. Teddy Roosevelt. I, true. <laughs> but this is would be an interesting kind of concept to kind of note of like, I don't know, my instant thought would be like a sculptor who is sculpting people in certain poses and kind of prophesying, quote unquote, how they die depending oh. on how their position is. Prophesizing. Or like, you know, scene, you know. Well, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I know there's a lot coming from artist perspective that goes into like you know the sculptures they're telling a whole entire visual story Mm -hmm. so that's interesting that's very interesting uh this is an interesting little pin that i had it's called uh it's focused around the qwerty keyboard of just like our, our keyboards that we use now and it starts off saying you ever wonder why most keyboards are set up the way they are well, I did, and I also happened to have no life and made it in a computer, so I made this. Mm-hmm. So it all started with a man named Christopher Scholes. Uh, the keyboard that he patented in 1878 is the same one that we use today. His typewriter, the Remington Number no. 2, received a great deal of commercial success. It was, a success. it was successful because it was the first typewriter to offer both upper and lowercase letters with the use mm. of the shift key. However, the Remington had an odd layout. Rather than placing letters in alphabetical order, Mm -hmm. they were put in a QWERTY format. So, like, it's called QWERTY because if you look in the top corner, left corner where it starts with a Q, it's Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It says QWERTY. That's Mm -hmm. how, that's where it got it named for. Um, One story says that this was uh, to slow the typist who had become too fast and had to be slowed down by a new layout. This is not true. This was done in order to speed up the typists who were slowed down by paper jams because of the way it was designed. By placing commonly used letters together farther apart, the paper being fed directly underneath the keys would be less likely to jam. Interesting, because you're going to use the first, Mm -hmm. like, 15 or whatever letters of the alphabet more than you would, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G are much calmed in one area, so it would jam the the paper i wonder then how he formulated the cordy thing you know like i i can just imagine with a pen and paper like this letter will go here and picking what goes in between i'm not sure how i don't know if it explains that but it says the placement is also weird instead of having rows and columns the cordy keyboard is in diagonal it's slightly off skewed the keys were arranged like this to make room for the levers of the typewriter so, all in all, our computer keyboards are essentially remnants of the past, no longer serving a purpose, but ushering the past into the technology of our present. Hmm. This may not change anything, but it's part of history that still has relevance today. While it is inconsequential, I'm glad they bothered to ask, says the writer. Which I thought was interesting. It's not funny that, like, no one has changed it since then to, like, but improve I, it or something? But I think it's also interesting that, you know, it was made to speed up the writer to slope yep. for paper jams. Mm-hmm. But you also, I don't know, maybe you, maybe... It's just instinctually easier to type like that. I have been so fascinated with, um, oh gosh, there's a word for it. Um, the people who uh, write transcripts, like for court cases, mm-hmm. you know, the, the oh, kind of machines yeah, they have. Oh, yeah, how they like so fast are typing and everything. Have you like looked at videos of those little it's not even a full keyboard. Type. No, it's like in like the formula of how this button is these two letters. Mm-hmm. It reminds me almost of T9 texting in a way. Yeah. But it's like a language that we are not privy to. Yes. It's you have it's to like insane. learn. That. Oh, yeah. You go to school for that stuff. Mm-hmm. How crazy. It's so weird, which is like, T9 is texting. that a job that is going to become relevant still? Uh, you know, because of recording and just cameras and audio. Well, they use they use all all the different types of recording. They have, you know, 
tapes they have the typist all this kind of stuff and i think i mean again this is me pulling this kind of out of nowhere but my general thought would be is because if you relied only on say like a computer generated ai whatever Mm -hmm. typed recording of that it could have mistakes and right there that throws out that entire case true so i think having you know all of these different versions of it might help you know, make True. sure that one is not faulty and, and things, information doesn't get misconstrued. Random thing about AI generation stuff. Obviously, the technology is here to stay. It's kind of, we can't really get rid of it. Right. But did you know that anything AI created can't really be copyrighted? Well, cannot be copyrighted. So AI yeah, art. That makes sense. AI scripts, AI books. Uh-huh. If they are written by an AI generated program, it cannot be copyrighted. Because it's not original. It's not original, but it's also not human made. So that was what I believe the law was in place or like put there was that you can't copyright it. So what that means is anything that's AI generated is up for grabs by anybody to use as inspiration for what they want to use and then copyright that. So technically, yeah, but essentially yeah. you doing that, you are just taking pieces oh, you of are. someone you're, else's you're book. You're taking whatever is currently existing. Like well, if we're talking about in terms of book, like an AI generated book. Mm-hmm. If you then took what the book, the AI wrote and then copyrighted it, essentially like say you're taking pieces from these 20 other books, Mm -hmm. makes no sense because everything the AI can create is used off of what has already been made. Right. And granted, guaranteed, you could argue saying like, well, everything, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything is inspired by something else, you know? Kind of. Yes and no. (laughs) Yes and no. Um, But it's out of a human's originality to Mm -hmm. put nuanced things into it that make it different. Mm -hmm. Like you could... I mean, but that's that's how we get differences of like the two movies, The Illusionist versus The Prestige, right? Um, which came out at the same time mm-hmm. in in the theaters, or like movies like Friends with Benefits or No Strings Attached, also which came out yep. the same year in theaters. Yep. Um, I I watched a video or listened. We probably to a video. watched the same yeah. thing then of just yeah, like yeah. how common it is. Sometimes it's by coincidence, mm-hmm. but it also goes to show you that like we as people are inspired often by the same things or same right. concepts. By the way, that's kind of a side note, but it's very much related, um, kind of with like the writers' strikes and stuff like that yeah. going on. Uh, I was kind of listening to a video or what, uh, kind of, uh, I can't remember when this was, but it was somewhat recently because I have to listen to stuff and stuff like actually watching. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to something, and it's really interesting because, like the whole. Th- thing or a lot of it is kind of based on like well they don't want to pay their writers because ai and stuff can do it well the funny thing is though is there are scripts that were ai generated and reading through that and stuff like that it is nowhere near as good as what a person can make and that is is the funny thing is because like if you remember all those times when like they try to get a computer to redo like the shrek script or things that just like were memey and stuff like that oh yeah you you feed in all that information Mm -hmm. like good mythical morning did a thing of that like where they had ai write a a thing for what the episode would be about based on their other hundreds of videos (laughs) but yeah no it's it's just it's not the same and it's bad right it's very bad so it's just really interesting and funny honestly that those companies think that they can replace writers with ai after seeing how bad those ai scripts are well also something else that's very interesting tangenting off of that like a lot of writers used to get money they would make their money by the checks that they would receive right. so like if they were a writer on seinfeld or friends or any other sitcom that was aired whenever it was aired what they are would, those called they're, they're... i wanted like a remedial check or something like that i'm not sure if that's the proper word oh oh i just had it gosh dang it um oh uh not residue oh, residual Resid. thank you residual um yeah they would get those checks in the mail of like how often it was aired and they would it would be like you know anywhere from like you know like just a couple bucks or you know maybe a hundred dollars kind of thing now when those shows like seinfeld friends full house whatever your favorite sitcom or whatever it is uh went to um uh netflix netflix doesn't share how often a particular show is watched right so how are you as a writer going to get a remedial check if it's millions of people watching this same thing with the actors too Mm -hmm. which it's so stupid there are some huge actors that like 
were in some of our kind of childhood shows yep. that ran on for seasons and seasons that get like six cents. Yep. How yep. ridiculous. Yep. Absolutely. That's, oh. So, and it all comes down to, you know, trying for a bottom line. If you're at the top, you want the most money. And it just kind of just seems that way where it's all, all focused around money. And it's all an illusion. Well, it's also kind of really fascinating to me that because all these movies, like this and last year, m- movies that came out are pretty bad. Right. Like there hasn't been really good ones. There, I think the ones that we particularly enjoyed this year, Barbie. Yeah. Which... And a lot billion of dollars in two weeks are the ones that are being held back either indefinitely or keep getting moved back time wise or the the ones. Yeah. Or they've been pushed back. But a lot of the movies that are becoming really well received mm-hmm. are original ideas or ideas mm-hmm. that have not been put out before. Right. It's no longer not the oversaturated ec- uh, Fast and Furious 10 oh and gosh. Indiana Jones 5 and, you know, John Wick. John Wick 4. Uh, Tom Cruise's... Um, whatever Mission Impossible Mission number Impossible. he is now. So, like... P- I do love a good old de- 007, though. I mean, I there love. is there is a charm to it, but there is also an oversaturation of it where we want something different as an audience. We want something that's fresh and not a live-action remake of a, a movie we grew up with. Sometimes right. we want a... Dude, the whole Snow White situation... Uh, that's, I don't even want to touch that. Wolf. I'm not touching that. Um. <laughs> what do you think of um, the kind of like rumors of, um, I know his name. I just want to double check it. Uh, I think it's like Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? I don't know. Do you know him? Th- I don't about? think so. I don't, I don't um, uh, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. So Aaron, A A. A Aaron. Aaron. Um, there was kind of like rumors of him possibly being like the next 007 because Daniel Craig retired okay. as our our beloved. I liked 007. Him as 007. I did too. I was a little upset about how his last movie for 007 ended. Mm-hmm. I think there could have been something else. <laughs> um, but it was uh, like Tom Hiddleston and Aaron Taylor Johnson kind of like up for the running. But the thing is like no one can talk about it. And everyone is asking Taylor Johnson if he is going to be it. But he's the guy that has married the older lady, the director, when he was like 18. Oh. But they were dating when he was like 16 or 17 or something oh. like that. But he was in, um, did you see Bullet Train with like Brad Pitt and, um, uh, uh, I don't think so. What's her name? I don't think so. Dang it. I'm so good at faces, but I know all the names. I just, my brain, (laughs) um, it was like a big, big old stacked cast, but Aaron Taylor Johnson was in it. And I must say (laughs) he's. He is quite a beautiful man. He's supposed to be Craven the Hunter, which that movie just got. Oh, um, him. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Hold on. Okay. But hold on. Let me show you his character in Bullet Train. Uh-huh. Hold on. Just, just hold on. I'm, I'm holding. Um, he played Tangerine and his uh, um, partner was Lemon. Oh, wait. I did see that movie. Okay. I did see that movie. Yep. 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 I mean, come on. You have a type. I, well, considering that man looks I like hosier like, in a, in I a don't off like light. facial hair, but this man. Yes. As this character, quite beautiful. <laughs> I was that, very Okay, surprised. that was a good, that, I actually did watch that movie. Yes, I thought that was a very funny movie and very chaotic. Yeah. And kind of smart. I would love to see him as 007. So, I could see it. I could see I it. I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> Movies, man. We could go on for hours about movies. Mm-hmm. But I think what's most, what I'm finding as well with movies is that people really want original ideas yeah. and something new. Um, I mean, that's why, like, we enjoy to a point, like, Maleficent. Maleficent was that's familiar great. but twisted mm-hmm. in from a new perspective. That's why that's all those Disney um, novels of, like, what ifs. Holly Black or, wrote the Maleficent one. or Yeah, or the ones perspective from the villains are so good and popular I because... I haven't heard those ones yet. I've, I've heard they're just great. I heard they're great. Yeah. But, like, it's because it's taking the familiar and changing it to what we could expect but different right so it's just a little it's like a continuation honestly. yeah yeah and people like or that prequels. um 
in a in a different in a unique light not a remake right because i feel like with if it's a remake you have such an expectation that will always fall yeah um like i would love to see a remake of treasure planet oh that would be so good. and honestly like i a, don't know how you would ruin one? it yes i could that see that great. um because i yeah i would love that i i looked up what the sequels were intended to be like mm-hmm. and um it was supposed to go uh focus on jim hawkins's time at the naval academy mm-hmm. and how he would meet this like rebel girl there who was not part of the academy but kind of like was kind of him mm-hmm. you know rep- representative of him who was also like his equal right and um you know they fallen in love and things like that and kind of like their story and whatnot but i don't didn't know didn't disney tank treasure island on, on purpose, purpose. on purpose they that was a cult classic yep. you done messed up eh, aaron it was, was it would have been so good atlantis atlantis too i would love to see can you imagine like oh i've thought of who would be a good milo thatcher many uh-huh. many times i think i just heard recently someone's like oh it should be tom holland and zendaya which in a way, Tom Holland is like that. He's really good at playing awkward characters. I could kind of <laughs> see it. But there was someone that I thought of for Milo Thatch mm-hmm. that was perfect. Because like he had that really interesting prettiness, Okay, if that makes sense. Like behind, it was kind of, oh my gosh, it's like those 90s movies where the uh-huh. girls take off their glasses and take oh. the ponytail. <laughs> to me, that was like, that was Milo. Because he was like that lovable awkwardness. Uh-huh. But he was a cute cartoon character. Like uh, uh-huh. what's his face from Treasure Island? Yep. We all have childhood crushes on cartoons. I'm not alone. Yep. For me, it was uh, Shigo from Kim Possible. Oh, yeah. And Raven from Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. man, I love Teen Titans. Yep. That was a good show. (laughs) All right. Next thing, did you know, kind of just very off the other cuff of the other (laughs) end from the movies, um, this, this writer puts down, I just got done reading something about mental disorders. I realized something. Sometimes our worst traits in reality could be our best. Maybe it's not a demon. Maybe it's like a superpower. Now, disclaimer. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Depression sucks. Anxiety sucks. But here are some things that, uh, and read some facts that I've learned. And this is just kind of a list of that someone who's in, you know, internet research, sharing with other people on the internet. Special interest. Take, again, <laughs> take your salt. Yeah. People diagnosed with depression are usually smarter than the average person. They have a better perspective of the world, and they see situations more realistically. Yep. I could see that. Yeah. People diagnosed with ADHD thrive in disruptive situations, are three times more likely to form their own business, (laughs) embrace adventure, and adapt at multitasking. Yep. People diagnosed with OCD, obsession compulsive disorder, have higher levels of determination, naturally good memory, and doubly as compelled to learn new things. Hmm. Which I thought was interesting. That's interesting. People diagnosed with bipolar disorder are four times as capable at art, intense creativity level, and increased ability in observing. I could definitely see that. I can see that as well. People diagnosed with anxiety have high levels of empathy and able to understand others' pain and joy easier, understand things on a much deeper level, and have doubly strong levels of uh, what is this? How do we, uh, intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could agree so, with that. I was like, that's interesting. You know, I had a conversation with my mom. I want to say like a few weeks ago. Um, I've just been, I've been having a little bit of a hard time, um, digesting I guess the concept of time and um, mortality and anxiety Mm -hmm. and especially like you know um, my parents are very much into like the rapture side Mm -hmm. of revelations hello mom and daddy I know you're already listening Um, but I had a really good conversation with my mom because like, I've always been so afraid of that as a child. And it's just like, I want my human existence. I want to grow up. I want to see my niece and nephews grow up, but they never understood that because they've had an entire life. Right. Right. But I was finally able to explain it to my mom in a way (laughs) through tears. (laughs) Um, but it's like the, it's the human existence. Mm -hmm. There is something so interesting 
about human emotion because kind of, again, looking at it from a perspective of someone with diagnosed, you know, depression and anxiety, stepping back and look at it, looking at it, the fact that we are able to experience such intense emotions like mourning and, you know, depression, the, the sadness that comes along with it is it's not just that, you know, mm-hmm. and there's, there's a, an interesting beauty behind it because you appreciate that more. Yep. The reason why you have those feelings is because of the way that you can look at the world. Yep. And like, it's, it's very beautiful and heart wrenching the way that that works. And, you know, the, the, uh, the want or the craving, you know, to experience all those things in life, knowing that you will inevitably feel those emotions, yep. that that anger, the devastation, the anxiety. But again, it is such a privilege essentially to feel those things. Mm-hmm. And those kind of concepts has always really fascinated me. And I think when I wrote a specific book um, that's unreleased, I was really able to dive more into the side of being an artist with depression and autism Mm -hmm. because very much so you see the world very differently, very deeply. There is so much art that you can find in people, like Mm -hmm. in hands, in facial expressions and the colors and the ways that like in the last episode, you know, I was able to describe just these quick little images Mm -hmm. in my head. But we can look at so many famous artists like Van Gogh is our peak, you know, example is they live very short lives, but they live very passionate lives and very uh, creative and intense because they feel all of these emotions so strongly and are, you know, putting it in their work. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why I find it really interesting that there is actually some uh, Irish folklore. There are these fairies called Leahan Shi that are they they're kind of like in a way they're almost like succubus. Yeah. But they feed specifically on artists by being their muse, and that was the reasoning for all the way back then when this folklore came about to explain as to why artists die so young. Interesting. I Isn't like that. Isn't that crazy? That's really fascinating. Yeah. But yeah. I just I, it's it's just a really interesting and sometimes it's like really hard for me to explain certain mm-hmm. things unless I'm like really worked up about it, especially with, you know, my brain the way it is. Yeah. So the way that I kind of ex- described it to my mom was a lot more eloquent and a lot more passionate. <laughs> um, I have a really hard time now, you know, thinking and, and, and processing and trying to find the words for the things that I want to say. Yeah. Um, but man, just, it's, it's such a crazy, crazy concept. And I think you, if you can listen to the prior episode, if you have not already, I think you will kind of see a little bit deeper into that thought process and to also mm-hmm. seeing into yours as well. That was a really good, good eye-opening type of type of episode. Yeah. yeah. Please continue. To tell me another fact. Why don't you? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the bubonic plague. Bubonic. Bubonic plague. Bu- bubonic. Uh, did you know the doctors obviously wore the bird-like masks to avoid becoming sick. They would mm-hmm. fill the beaks with spices and, and petals so they wouldn't smell the rotting bodies. Yep. A theory is that uh, the plague was caused by evil spirits. And so the masks were also designed to intentionally be very creepy. Mm. But yes, I did know the fact of like you, they put the yeah. herbs in the, I, in the nose. I did know about that. I always kind of wondered if like why that specific look is it that large beak just for that purpose, or do you think that was an It also added has an bonus? artistic look to it. It's not just functional. Oh, like, oh, very Grim Reaper-esque, I can mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Very scythe-like nose. The silhouette is very ominous. Foreboding. Yeah. Yeah. No, very I can see that. for sure. Um, obviously, okay. nowadays in 2023, you can't go anywhere without someone reminding you to drink water, stay <laughs> hydrated, hydrate or dihydrate, and all that good stuff. Water. But... Did you know, and here are some quick facts of the effectiveness and health benefits of drinking water. I don't got time for that. Two glasses of water. I'm here after for... After waking up 
activates internal organs. Not a long time. You might need at least one to activate half of those internal okay. organs that hold you've on, missed. Hold on, hold on. Repeat that. I'm sorry. I'm done. I said two glasses of water after waking up helps activate internal organs. One I glass of that. water 30 minutes before a meal helps digestion. Mm-hmm. One glass of water before going to bed avoids stroke pee. or heart attacks. <laughs> It also makes you pee. It does. I hate getting up in the middle of the night. Oh, for sure. I have to like right when you get go comfortable to the in that with my one eyes unique... closed because <laughs> I'm like I don't want to lose this sleepiness. <laughs> don't tell me you haven't done that as well. It's so true. It's so true. Um, oh, there was something else here that was actually rather fascinating too. Oh, uh, do you know all the four ghosts in Pac-Man? All the four ghosts. Well, I know that they have colors. Do they have names? Yeah. Okay. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. I have heard that. Inky's the blue one. Pinky and... Is uh, pink one? Blinky is the red one. Red one, And Clyde is the orange one. Yeah. And they were actually designed and programmed to act differently, not just random. Mm -hmm. The red one chases you. Pink tries to position itself in a set way. Blue tries to ambush you. And Mm. orange is the most dangerous because it's the most random. That's crazy. Huh. That's interesting. The more you know. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this was an interesting Disney fact. Belle is the only person in her town in Beauty and the Beast uh, to wear blue. And this forces the fact that she's an outsider. Later, she meets the Beast, another misfit, who also wears blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a interesting fact theory type situation. Uh-huh. Uh, I heard recently that... So you know how um, the beast is cursed by an enchantress? Yep. And like the whole townsfolk all hate him and all that kind of stuff. And they're just like, the townsfolk are strange, right? Yep. And there was a reason why, I can't remember why it was that Belle wasn't affected essentially by the curse, but uh, Gaston is the only other person in the town that doesn't act like a certain way or whatever it was. It was because he was away at war. I thought it was because Belle wasn't even born yet. I don't know. I don't know that that was it. I, but I do know. I do remember the fact that Gaston was away. Right. When it happened. Um, or it was that Maurice and Belle weren't even in the town. Like they moved. Oh, and that's why they maybe. were looked at as outsiders and eccentric. Uh, let me see uh, if I can find it just really quick. But this is also an interesting insight. Someone said that the favorite movie was A Beauty and the Beast because it is one of the very, if not the only rare times where the prince gets saved i'm sorry i was not paying attention uh this quick google while my head is burning says gaston's absence from the town during the war and bell's upbringing outside the town's confines meant that they were not subjected to the curse's influence so you were right i'm sorry please repeat that again no i said that beauty and the beast was one of the rare times the prince is actually saved Oh, I quite like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was rather, rather neat. Huh. Um, 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 Tangled is another one, technically. Yeah. Of what? Uh, oh, true. Of her, uh, true. Eugene. Mm-hmm. Also, it was, Flynn hair, was originally. Haircut, the yeah. haircut has infuriated me for years. Why? Could he not have cut her hair off at the waist? Why did it have, why did he have to give her a pixie cut? I mean, she looked kind of cute, though. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like a big, you know, change between the long and whatever. Uh Uh-huh. But as a woman, knowing that that hair is not supposed to ever grow again. Uh Uh-huh. Couldn't have gone to her waist. Well, now she can do wigs. Will you wear wigs? On the... (laughs) (laughs) Ow. No. (laughs) Please continue. Uh, But on the vein of Tangled, Flynn... His name was originally supposed to be Bastion. Interesting. Have you seen the original character art? I haven't. He was supposed to be big. Like this big old kind of, um, he kind of reminds me of Kristoff. Okay. But more cartoony kind of big. Interesting. I wonder why they went with more of a... It was supposed to be the super conventionally attractive. Apparently, they sure. took like everyone in the building of like the writing room or whatever it was, all the women, uh-huh. and put them in a conference room and like asked them what the most uh, um, attractive aspects were, and then they created his face. 
<laughs> I think it. Maybe that's why they always make fun of the face on the wanted posters. Oh, because of the um, uh, oh the the smolder. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I think I think if it would have been really interesting. I think it would have been super cute because like he was very tall and like really broad across the shoulders mm. um, and the chest, and she's so tiny, you yeah. know, and she's just like very slight. Like, can you imagine her and like her little thing when she's like kind of climbing mm-hmm. everywhere and swinging from the tree and like crying and then swinging again and like of him being t- like twice as big, just like this big old giant. It's just. I, I, those those uh, contrasting, mm-hmm. yeah, would have been cute. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Maybe that's kind of what we got with Kristoff in a way. <laughs> oh, True. he was supposed to be as big as the the twins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, wow. That is very big. Yeah. But more like, I think he kind of, more his character. hair was kind of like the more farm boy, sure. like long. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways. Interesting. Um, uh, interesting fact. Disneyland hauntings. Mm-hmm. On Main Street, there have been sightings of a, quote, lady in white. She appears in and around stores on Main Street and is dressed in clothing from the turn of the 20th century. Legend says is that she died on the property in the early 1900s but never moved on. She'd be very confused. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, I Every time I ride the Haunted Mansion, I just think about all the dead people, like the real ones in there, because people uh-huh. scatter ashes in there all the time. I liked when we wrote that, that you basically said that there's the, the story for Haunted Mansion is that you yourself, as a writer, pass into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really fascinating. You're I really, supposed to I like, like that. either be pushed or you fall out the window. So like when the ride kind of like turns mm-hmm. backwards and like you have to, you're almost laying and like yep. you're looking at the tree. And that's when the ghosts for the very first time acknowledge you. Yep. And like you're and you seeing them kind of parting. technically the 1,000th ghost. Exactly. Yes. And so like it's, they're all partying and like you can hear them singing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Before it was just like the the jiggling doors and the floating candlestick and it's like you die. Now so it's but then why do we see the ghosts in the ballroom before we die? Uh, I don't know. Did you know, though, there is in front of that, it's so that's what you're seeing, especially like them dancing in the air mm-hmm. is you're looking into a mirror oh yeah no it's a hol- yeah it's a very old-fashioned there's also a trick. pane of glass in front yep. of that and it, you're supposed to be able to see a bullet hole like somewhere in the corner because a guy you know, years ago or whatever <laughs> like yeah but it didn't shatter the thing but again they can't like replace the glass the only way they could replace the glass was if they took the ceiling off of the place so like they kind of made like a spider made the hole and like the little cracks around mm-hmm. it into a spider web I tried to look for it the last time oh, we were there. I, I didn't know that. I wasn't able to spot it, but. Hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yep. Um, let me what else you got? Lots of, this, this is from like when I was on Pinterest a lot in college. So I kind of pinned a bunch of old things, which is really fascinating. Um, fascinating word of fascinating, word of the night i know, I, know. I, I i tend to have a word of the day that i use over and over uh you use postulate quite a bit postulate mm-hmm. yeah you it's use it a lot think. i know but you use it a lot because I, I, there are certain words that i just like to have in my vocabulary your vernacular my vernacular my my colloquialisms oh well that's not quite what that means <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Um hang on. I like I like those Disney facts. I thought those were really fascinating and interesting. I love Disney. Um Disneyland. Uh Belle's movements are based on movements of a ballerina, which I thought was cool. I loved I saw a long time ago like a real recording black and white of um a woman dressed up as Aurora and like all the guys standing around with an easel like sketching all of her movements and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Um Every time Aladdin lies, the feather on his hat falls. Feather on his hat? Like when he's, I guess, dressed as the sultan or whatever, whenever he lies. Oh, I was like, I was trying to think. I'm like, I don't remember him wearing feather. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, The Jungle Book was the last movie ever overseen by Walt Disney. Haunted Mansion was the last ride that he worked on. And it, it didn't it take like a couple years afterwards to fin- actually finally finish? That I don't know. Mm, let's see when wally 
is fully charged up, he makes the same boot up sound that a Mac computer makes. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. <laughs> Eva. Uh, Jasmine, Princess Jasmine, is the only Disney princess to kiss the villain. Ooh, I remember that. Mm. Oh, her red outfit, though, when she was she's in the little mm -hmm. hourglass. Yep. Iconic. Yep. Uh, we were not allowed to watch that as young people. It was the movie or that scene? Oh, the movie. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I will say, though, my dad, I think I mentioned this before in a past podcast, but he would take VHSs and cut the tape of scenes and tape oh. them back together. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Do you remember, like, in the early 2000s when, like, the Angel Box came out? I think so. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. That was so funny. And it was, I think it was like half the movie for certain movies you just couldn't watch. Yeah. Because oh, it was just, gone. It was just silent. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Or like it was literally gone. I think sometimes mm -hmm. it actually skipped over it. But yeah, there were some silent parts. Um, here's an interesting fact. I'm not sure if this is completely true, but I wish it was. The Tower of Terror elevators fall faster than the pull of gravity because they're pulled down by cables. Interesting. Is that at Disneyland or Disney World? Um, this one looks. It doesn't. It doesn't specify. It doesn't specify. Cause I will say it. The one in Florida sucked in comparison. <laughs> it did. It really did. I was like, "This is it." I was freaked out by the fact that like the cart actually moves through a little thing. That's that was. Mm -hmm. I was the kind of the, the semi ride part. Yeah, to it. that that's not there in California. Hmm. Yep. Nope. It was cool, though. Yeah, I missed that ride. But I guess eh, we're lucky that we still have Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Can't have two goth rides, I guess, in the park. <laughs> though, I have been watching and keeping a close eye on the Universal Epic yep. construction being made. I'm so excited about that. Uh, and seeing the, what is it called, uh, Haunted Monsters. The Universal it? Monsters? Yeah. Classic Monsters? Do we, yeah. do we know yet if it's all going to be black and white? That would be a missed opportunity if it's not. I'm not sure. I don't think it, that's been confirmed yet. But everything that has been put there is not colored. Yeah. Like the walls that are being put up are very stone gray, very kind of have that monotone feel, color feel. Yeah. So I heard they had to make new um, a couple of different rides. I know the Donkey Kong ride is one of them, but there's another ride they had to make new technology for. I want to say it's similar to the um, Harry Potter one where you kind of like turn. Okay. It's like you're you're playing Quidditch or whatever and they like turn from the screen into an actual room and like there's the big old creepy tree and the Dementors and stuff like that. It's that ride, but I think with new technology of some kind. Um, I have been wondering i got my first email i signed up a while ago for the mattel adventure park okay email uh mm -hmm. like newsletter in arizona and i got my first one that was kind of like about staying tuned about it opening and stuff because it was supposed to be open um this year prior right um it is definitely going to be 2024 um but i'm pretty sure yeah the website has live footage like you can watch the construction live oh wow to see, you know, how almost done it is but crazy. we passed it like i think on our way to our last tattoo appointment and you could see the roller coaster on yeah, one side yeah you were and it i didn't know it was so close to us uh -huh. like that how close that really was yeah there's uh even i think the resort is like really really far ahead i don't know if it's done on the inside but it looks almost done on the outside mm. the resort part but that's gonna be a cool ride yeah that's, gosh i cannot imagine their um ride park their uh, electric bill because they they have to it's indoors uh no not all of it but they have to run air conditioning everywhere even outside because i mean do you know how oh, yeah, hot it's, it's it is hot. now people would be pa passing out and dropping like well can flies. you also imagine the the amount of heat that you know those rides outside are going to take exactly right so Just there is there? air conditioning pumping outside hmm. all the time 24 7 and yeah oh it's going to be crazy yeah but I mean, after the success of the Dis of the Barbie movie, oh, it's gonna be great. You know, that, I, I think, think that's, that's probably be... why they wanted to have it open this year. That's I, I would I would I could see that. Yeah, that would have been. I, huge. I would love to see a Hot Wheels a new Hot Wheels movie. They have movies. 
Yeah. Okay. <gasps> so I grew up with um, these called the it's called the World Race, and it was these animated CG uh, computer generated uh, image graphic uh, movies of Hot Wheels, and it was this huh. like race where all these racers from different parts of the world were gathered around to race on what was called Route um, Route Forty Five, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And um, they would go through different portals, and these portals were made by aliens, and you had to, and who loved to race and loved speed. Interesting. And when you, if if you won, you got like this special upgrade to your car huh. that like made you specific for the next race. That's uh, it was very, very fascinating. It was very, very cool. So I could definitely see that with how much people love like Fast and Furious, yeah. um, a Hot Wheels type of type of show there's supposed to be, be a really new cool. master of the universe movie because oh yeah of that i heard of that section of the park yep i have heard of that did you know here's an interesting disney fact that mary poppins was filmed entirely indoors i think i did know that that's kind of cool when i think about it and trying to think of all the outdoor scenes oh makes it's sense. very green screeny yeah very makes sense makes sense uh did you also know that jellyfish do not have a brain i did know that uh, my special interest growing up was sea creatures. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you also know that sh- sharks, shicks, sharks never get sick? They are immune to all known diseases. That is pretty interesting. That is kind of fascinating. I did yeah. not know that actually. All known diseases. Um, a group of frogs is called an army. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Do you know Donald Duck's middle name? <gasps> oh, uh, I know. I'm. I'll remember it as soon as you say it. But I. Fauntleroy. What? Yeah. That was not what I was expecting. Interesting. Huh. Um, another weird, did you know Nintendo first produced playing cards before they ever did video games? Uh, that I did not know. Yeah, they were in, it's called Nintendo playing cards. Huh. The hamburger was invented in 1900. Um, Interesting. M&M's chocolate stands for the inventors Mars and Muri. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I don't think I knew right away that uh, M&M's was the Mars company. But like Milky Way bars Mm -hmm. and stuff like that are. Yep. Uh, Due to Earth's gravity, it is impossible for mountains to be higher than 49,000 feet or 15,000 meters. Interesting. That is interesting. Huh. Apparently, I did not know that mountains had limits. (laughs) Wow uh the fortune cookie was invented in san francisco mosquitoes prefer children to adults and mm-hmm. blondes to brunettes that's funny also it's the female mosquitoes that bite people male mosquitoes actually just go after nectar makes sense um it's always bothered me that like the a lot of the females in nature. like the animal kingdom and stuff like that are always like aggressive ugly <laughs> <laughs> Okay, ducks. Ducks are a wonderful True. example. They're brown. Yep. Beta fish. Yep. The other wonderful example. Like the ma- the males are the ones that have I'm those beautiful fantails. I wonder if it's supposed to be because of camouflage. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it is for for some, but I it's very rare that like the females are the ones with like that beautiful coloring. And mm-hmm. my favorite like weird facts are about anglerfish. Interesting. Anglerfish. They're so weird. Mm-hmm. They're so weird. Do you want to know some things? What? Tell me. I feel like you will tell me anyway. Okay. Um, the light on their head is like essentially like the um, the uh, like the bio bioluminescent. Yeah. Sure. Um, so women, mm-hmm. ladyfish, are the big ones with the the, the lights. Teeth. Okay. Um, the males, I don't. They don't have those. They they look. They're tiny in comparison. Like the, <laughs> the ladies are big and large and voluptuous, but the males are like, in size terms, are uh-huh. m- like a guppy in comparison I to her. That. So like, you know, if Stevie can only see my hands right now, but like maybe this is two feet ish, whatever. That's not two feet. That's like the size of like a small basketball. Yeah, it's longer than a football. But mm-hmm. like it's in comparison. Anyways, um, so when they mate with the lady anglerfish, essentially. Does the lady eat them? No. Well, <laughs> yes, but also no. Yes. <laughs> Guess what? Okay, what? so they mate and then the male kind of like sticks to her uh-huh. and she absorbs them over time. Oh! <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you do you, boo, but that's a little weird. That's so funny. <laughs> a little weird. That is really weird. That's so funny. Is there anything else? I feel like there was something else, but I can't remember what it is. That was my main one. It was just like that they made it and absorbed. That's cool. That's cool. Um, did you know that tigers have striped skin and not just striped fur? I do kind of know that. We supposedly, like, we as humans have similar stripes, but you can only see it under a certain light. Interesting. Yeah. Cats oh. can see them oh, on us. Oh, fascinating. So we're striped cats. Hmm. Uh, apparently. Hypothetically. Uh, sharks can also sense a drop of blood from up to four kilometers away. I loved that dolphin were capable of killing sharks. It made me a lot less scared as True. a child. They True. like get them from the belly up. There was always that thing too of like punch a shark in the nose. Yeah. Uh, did you know that chocolate milk was invented by Daniel Peter, who said to sold the concept to his neighbor Henry Nestle? Was it you that told me the gross fact about chocolate milk, or was it one of our friends? Probably me, because chocolate milk is used when they can't really fully purge the milk from like its the blood. Blood. Yeah. Uh, so they put the milk chocolate in it so you cannot see the pinkish texture of the milk and you're basically drinking the cow's blood i do not know how accurate that statement is but i, I believe it we ruined your day <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink milk anyway so it's fine no oh even before i became vegan which i realized like i'm getting close to five years of veganism kind of crazy mm -hmm. um i drank almond milk for years because i just don't like cow's milk i don't like the texture and the like weird filmy kind of feeling on the tongue so I was an almond milk person for years before that. This is something I want someone else to probably verify. But beetles are supposed to taste like apples. Wasps supposedly taste like pine nuts. And worms taste like fried bacon. There's got to be some specifics in there because you cannot tell me that a stink bug tastes like whatever you just said, an apple. Yeah. So. It says beetle. So Meh. I do not know. There's going to have to be a certain type. Uh, did you know that rats multiply so quickly that in 18 months, two rats could have over a million descendants? Oh, yeah. They have large litters. Big ones. Blech. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're so weird looking when they're born. They're like yeah. pink little fleshy things. <laughs> no eyeballs. Interesting. Did you know most lipsticks contain fish scales? I can believe that. There's some like weird stuff in makeup. I mean, we have Carmine, which is like crushed up beetles. Mm, true. Yeah. Wow. We are weird. Well, and like there's a lot of foods and stuff like that. Technically, like they're all allowed to have a percentage of like essentially bug legs and stuff. Yeah. And, like gelatin being hooves. Yep. And like collagen peptides and all that kind of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like a, a, Apparently, uh, due to like FDA or whatever, or according to them, they are allowed to have certain things in like a certain percentage. And then if it's higher, then obviously they can't sell it. But yeah. Interesting. So everything you eat and drink probably has some weird stuff in it that the FDA is like, yep, it has just enough that it's okay. Yep. Yep. A group of kangaroos is called a mob. Mm-hmm. I, th I think that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, murder of crows murder of crows that's a very um, popular one a big old that big old like sweeping kind of shape of like blackbirds that you'll see over the fields that is called a murmuration most of the time those are starlings interesting all snakes are carnivorous yeah i can see that apparently i guess um let's see did you know that there's species of snails that eat other snails yeah mm -hmm. cannibals Mm. what's the what's the snail is it sheldon the snail uh there's literally a snail called the assassin snail they're mm. one of them they will eat other things but you don't want to that's one of the water snails water snails are they're wild and man they're new they're a whole different breed <laughs> the wd and wd-40 stands for water displacer take that with what you w will okay um the night vision of tigers is six times better than humans. Oof. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, animal kingdom, man, gotta survive. Peanuts are an ingredient of dynamite. Of dynamite? Well, that, okay. That's interesting. I, I mean, I would feel that peanut shells are very flammable <laughs> in time. Like a longhorn would go up in, in very, very short amount of time. Um, that's the one that, no, it's not longhorn. What? 
what restaurant is it that you can throw all your peanut shells on the ground? Outback. Outback Steakhouse. I feel like there's another one too. Uh, Texas Red House. Thank you. Texas, That's no, it's one. not Outback. Yeah, it's Texas yeah, Red yeah. House. Yeah, Texas yeah, House. yeah, 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 yeah. Longhorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, um, you get peanuts from Five Guys. You oh. can because they do peanut oil. Never, never been. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. I'm. I think. I could be completely lying to myself. Interesting. Right now. Um, did you know pumpkin is really a fruit? I can see that. The least used letter in the alphabet is Q. Which is really? why Quincy is so oh, iconic. Well, y- hmm. <laughs> you would think it's X. Ah, yeah, maybe. Did you know that cat's urine glows under a black light? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do scorpions. Oh. <laughs> and blood. That's true. And other bodily fluids. Yep, 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 yep. I yep. chalk that up to my love of CSI. Mm. <laughs> With luminol and a black light. Lemons actually contain more sugar than strawberries. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, and dolphins sleep with one eye open. Dolphins can also be very ruthless. They are very aggressive. True. But essentially why a shark would die if like an, a dolphin like got it in the stomach is because if they turn upside down, they die. They're like turtles oh, in a way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Or beetles. Yeah. Some beetles, if they turn upside down, they die. It's yeah. like, I think it's the um, rhino beetle or something like that, whenever they fight because they try to tip the other guy over. Oh, yeah. And then they just leave him. That's huh. mm. sad. Fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Uh, interest, this is an interesting one. <laughs> That's a new, new thing, not a chicken fight. <laughs> <laughs> the word testify derived from a time when men were required to swear on their testicles. Huh. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Um... <laughs> Also, let's you know with, about torture back then. Do with what you will with all of these random facts. A group of geese is called a gaggle. Um, uh, if you keep a goldfish in a dark room, it'll lose its color. Ooh, Adding salt to pineapple will actually cause it to taste sweeter. I think some people say that about watermelon as well. I've never really understood that. My dad's one of those people. Usually it's kind of, I mean, I know plenty of young people who do it, but I've always felt it's like kind of an old man thing to put mm. salt on watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> Carrots were originally purple in color, changing in the 17th century to orange with newer varieties. Well, we still have purple carrots. Yeah. They're like, uh, I've never seen a big one. I've, they're always the little baby the little ones. Baby ones. Mm-hmm. Um, potatoes were the first food to grow in space in, the 19, in 1996. Potato plants were taken into the space to the space shuttle Columbia. Hmm. But not the moon. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are um, we sure they took him to a space the- station? <laughs> Was it not just a green screen? Or uh, underwater in a pool? True. Just saying. Um, tomato is a fruit. Mm-hmm. And the confusion arose after the 1890s when the U.S. Supreme Court named them a vegetable for taxation purposes. They're savory. Why would a fruit be savory? Technically, no, they're not really they're savory. They're disgusting. They Tomatoes aren't really savory. They're just, they're just often salted One or in a salty is way. not like the other. It's a fruit. It's disgusting. It's not a fruit. It's, it's vegetable. A, it's a fruit. It's only called a vegetable because of the taxes. Because it's savory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love ketchup, but I hate tomatoes. Because it's got sugar and salt in it. Well, it doesn't taste bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just like the taste, the texture. Blech. Blech. Nutella was invented during World War II when an Italian pastry maker mixed hazelnuts into chocolate to extend his chocolate ration. I feel like I knew part of that. That's interesting. Love it. Love Nutella. This is what I find interesting about different types of like, like what the, what's the difference between like j- fruits and jellies and jams and like mm-hmm. that. Jams are made from fruit while jellies are made from juice. Preserves are made from chunks of fruit. Conser- conserves have dried fruit or nuts. And marmalades have the peel and pulp. Fruit butters are slow cooked fruits. Interesting. What was the one before marmalade? Uh, con- conserves. Conserves. Huh. I don't so think preserves I know and conserves. Is. So preserves have chunks of fruits and conserves yeah. have dried fruits. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I haven't either. Interesting. But there's obviously many more, but we are out of time today. 
<laughs> for that. So I hope you enjoyed these random ramblings and these did you knows and hope you learned something. If not, you know, it's the internet. So at some point we need to do a movie episode. Yeah, we could. Uh, I feel like we've done hit on some of those before, like talked about our favorite movies. We and went stuff. on a tangent in, a, in an episode a long time ago and talked mm-hmm. about movies, but people really liked it. <laughs> so and again, we could go on and on about movies. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But that could be maybe the next one. We'll definitely see about that. But thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate y'all's time and everything you can. Uh, I think by the time this episode goes out, you can uh, hopefully soon buy Recipes and Regalians, A Traveler's Guide to the Lucky Griffin on our website, luckygriffin.com. You can still pre-order Goblin of the Glade uh, in the links below um, as we get closer to the 600 uh, pre-order mark. Um, My goal. Yep. And obviously, if we go above that, that would be wonderful. But uh, there are um, incentives uh, and things and little rewards if you'd like to pre-order. That would be wonderful and lovely and all that good stuff. But until then, thank you for hanging out with us and always being here and chilling and relaxing and hanging out. And uh, until next time, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and be safe out there. Uh, We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye, Grim. Bye, Gwim. He's like, he like ignored us the entire hour, but then came back right he now. He was sleeping in my bed. Oh. He likes to put his face specifically on my pillow, so then when I turn into my pillow at night, it smells like Grim's egg. Twoo lob. Love. <laughs> Mowage. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>